The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Now we're turning to our weekly environment spot with John Gibbons, where we look at the long-term issues that affect us. And let's go back to something we have discussed before, because it came up again yesterday at an Engineers Ireland conference. The idea of nuclear power for Ireland, which, of course, we're not even supposed to discuss because it's banned. Uh, good evening, Matt. That's right. Under under the uh, Electricity Regulation Act of 1999, there's really just a single sentence in that which takes nuclear, uh, even the discussion and the, and the, if you like, to do feasibility studies on nuclear energy. That was basically removed uh, by law. So from that point uh, until now, we haven't really had a grown-up discussion about nuclear power, which is kind of odd because if you go back, say, to Des O'Malley's time back in the back in the 80s, I think it was, uh, even in the 70s, in fact, uh, we almost had a nuclear power plant in current sort point back in the 70s and uh, there was a massive campaign against there it. was indeed yeah and it was very much became, you were probably in a phase of your life you were probably one of the campaigners not not even close you'd be you'd be amazed no I, I was not a current sore point far from it in fact but yeah it was a it was a popular thing at the time but but bear in mind it was a Fianna Fáil government in the 70s that was promoting the idea of Ireland having its own nuclear power plant and ironically of course when the decision was was made eventually to shutter the power plant uh, in Carnesore what we did Matt instead is we opened a dirty big coal-fired plant in Money Point in County Clare. So Because it was considered safer. That's right. nuclear is dangerous. Yeah, people have this uh, very strong aversion to... to nuclear is dangerous, yeah, isn't well, it? Nuclear is dangerous, I guess, in bombs and things, but nuclear energy is... Uh, probably per terawatt hour which is how these things are calculated per terawatt hour of nuclear energy production it's considered to be the safest form of energy production in the world fewer people die or are injured per terawatt hour of nuclear production than they are even of solar power yeah, but right? that's grand until you have something like Sellafield uh, over in the UK or Three Mile Island in the United States or the Japanese one whose name escapes me that Fukushima Fukushima yeah <laughs> indeed and of course the, the big daddy of them all Chernobyl in the middle Sellafield, zero deaths. Um, Three Mile Island, zero deaths. Uh, Fukushima, zero deaths. 19,000 people died from a tsunami. Zero died as a result of the explosion at the power plant. And Chernobyl, in total, that we know of, 40 people died as a direct result. Yeah, direct result. But what about the radiation escape and all the people that died over the following years? Okay, the the main uh, cancer from it, Matt, was uh, thyroid cancer. Thyroid cancer has a 99% survival rate. So they reckon the background cancer rate and cancer deaths was in the hundreds to low thousands. Now, let's compare that for a second against the five to seven million people a year that die as a result of air pollution. And the number one source worldwide of air pollution, as we know, is the burning and the combustion of fossil fuels. So more people would die in a typical hour from fossil fuel combustion than have died in the last 50 to 60 years of nuclear power. And I would add of wind energy and solar as well. I think it's incredibly important to say that it isn't, in my book, a case of nuclear or versus renewables. It's nuclear and renewables versus fossil fuels. Okay, but there's also the argument that a nuclear power plant, if you were to build one in Ireland, would actually be a massive oversupply of what we actually need. It very much depends. I mean, a typical nuclear power plant might be, for example, uh, a gigawatt. 
Now, a gigawatt would fit in perfectly well. So a gigawatt, by comparison, uh, again, money point is about 900 megawatts. That's a big power station. So you can have a nuclear power station outputting a gigawatt of, of energy. So they're not that unusual. And they also have these things called SNRs, which are small nuclear reactors. And if you think about it, Matt, for the last 50 to 60 years, we've had compact nuclear reactors powering things like submarines in the most difficult and demanding conditions. None of them have ever blown up. In fact, the, the sailors on these submarines, none of them have developed cancers and so on as a result of it, not that we know of anyway. Uh, these are also used in, for example, very remote locations to provide energy, say, in, for towns in, in remote parts of Alaska. You Essentially, they drop in the reactor, they they seal it up and you come back in five years to top it up. But at this conference yesterday, Eddie O'Connor, who has been to the forefront in renewables uh, as an entrepreneur, he said use energy from wind and solar because it's cheaper than nuclear and also it won't leave you a 30-year trail of radioactive elements. Sure. I emphasise again, this is not an either-or. I mean, there, the, for example, that the, the standard notion is that in Ireland, if everything, if we do everything absolutely right, which we can, by the way, we can achieve about 80% of our grid stabilised on renewable energy. You still need what's called baseload energy, Matt, to keep everything ticking over, right? That baseload at the moment has been provided by uh, gas, it's been provided by thermal coal and so on. We need to get all of those. We need to kick those off the grid and we've got to be really careful not to get tricked into locking ourselves into long-term dependence on gas, which of course is a powerful fossil fuel. And the way you get rid of that, or one way to get rid of that, is to replace that base load, that backup if you like, with nuclear instead. Now, will it happen in Ireland? I mean, I've, had, I've, I've heard Where people... Where would you store the nuclear waste? I think you'd, I mean, I'm looking at a Coke can, Matt, right beside you there, right? That Coke can is the amount of physical space that all the nuclear energy uh, that you and a typical family of four to five people would use in their lifetime, the nuclear waste would fit into that coke can for a lifetime. And this is based on work that's been done in France. Now, storing of nuclear waste is a technical and engineering problem. The problem really is that we have no way of managing uh, 50, or sorry, 36 billion tonnes of carbon waste as a result of, of fossil fuel combustion. And that's really the issue, Matt. We can solve technical problems like solar, the fluctuation of solar, the, the variability of wind and nuclear waste disposal. What we have utterly failed uh, as a society to manage is the problem of our dependence on fossil fuels and the fact that they're burning the world down. Listeners, uh, are you mental? Ireland can't build a children's hospital. Why, how could it build this? Another one, do you seriously trust the Irish authorities to ensure a nuclear plant would be safely constructed? Just look at the mica and pyrite issues of the past decade. Now, would you be okay, John, with having a nuclear plant near your home or your children's school, not convinced it's a long-term pollution that can't be cleaned up? Well, can I start with the last one? Um, if you live close to a coal-fired plant, you will receive higher doses of radiation, far higher doses of radiation, from the waste that emits from a coal-burning plant than you will receive from a nuclear power plant. It's reckoned a lifetime living beside a nuclear power plant will give you less radiation exposure than one long-haul flight. So people have a really confused understanding of risks around nuclear energy. And as for this thing, Matt, that we're, we're, we're a useless country and we can't build anything, I'm not so sure about that narrative. I find it quite lazy. For example, back in 1929, Ireland commissioned what was then the world's largest hydroelectric plant at Ardner Crusha in, in County Clare. We were a world leader. We worked, we worked with, with a technology company to do that. But we're capable of doing these things. And I just don't like the cynicism that throws our hands in the air and says, oh, we can't do anything. It's, it's a cop. 
A listener says, very no, few know about the nuclear reactor that was presented to UCC in the 1970s. And that was always the story we heard in college in UCC in the 80s, that over in the science block they had a mini nuclear reactor. I was I was in UCC at this exactly the same time and we were told there was a, a green glow emanating from somewhere in the basement of the old science block. Now, I'll be honest with you, I thought it became an urban legend on Leaside. All right. Um, talk to me about vaping products. Why aren't we talking about vaping products in the environment? Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting one. You might remember, Matt, some weeks back, uh, you and I talked about the problem of the disposal of uh, cigarette butts, right? Yeah. And, you know, and I mentioned that these really are uh, the most commonly disposed of uh, a fairly fairly hazardous waste. Now, I have to take my hat off uh, to find that, in fact, vaping products are even more problematic. Now, this was brought up yesterday by uh, the Minister for the Circular Economy. This is Oisin Smith. And he made that they're in the process of a public consultation to figure out whether they can ban uh, the disposal disposable nicotine delivery systems, which are basically these little portable vapors. Now, they're amazing devices. Each of these vaping units, now I'm not a vapor, I have to admit, so I'm going to have to trust my information on this. Each of these vaping devices contains electronic circuitry and it also contains a lithium-ion battery, but they're throwaway devices. So we have a situation where thousands, hundreds of thousands and millions of these devices are being used really effectively. These are single-use disposable electronic devices with embedded batteries. So that presents all manner of problems. And and part of that, Matt, is that battery disposal generally is a huge problem. We know, for example, that uh, more than half the batteries in Ireland are thrown into the general waste. And they're a major source, for example, of fires at, at, at uh, recycling facilities. Where are they supposed to go? They're supposed to be, uh, for example, you can go back. If you, have, if you collect your batteries from home, as I do, Take them out of your various devices uh, and bring them back to any re- any WEE recycling place. So, for example, if a supermarket sells batteries, they have to take back your batteries for free. You can go up to DID Electric, you can go to any of the electrical stores. They have to take them back. That's a, that's a government scheme. By the way, the best thing to do with batteries as a general simple piece of advice is use devices that have rechargeable batteries. You'll save yourself a fortune. You, you're not stuck with all these wasted batteries. And oh, sometimes if you're buying a device like a radio or something, it's a little more expensive to get the rechargeable uh, battery. The one, the built-in battery with the USB plug, but they're far better for the environment. But just to give you an example of some of the cocktail amount of hazards out of these things, sulfuric acid, mercury, nickel, cadmium, lead. I mean, these are really toxic cocktails. Now, I know we regularly discuss various uh, toxic cocktails on this show, but really, uh, battery disposal is a huge problem that, that, unfortunately, most people are simply unaware. They just don't think about them, just how toxic and how dangerous these things they are. They go into landfill, they start fires in landfills. So it's really, if the, the, the message really is, if you have batteries, number one, reduce the amount of batteries that you use. Secondly, recycle them, give them back to wherever you buy your stuff from. But most of all, and preferably, use reci- or use rechargeable batteries. Just stop with the throwaway ones. We're going to have to leave it there. We did want to talk about giving legal rights to animals, trees and rivers. But sure we can do that next week. John Gibbons, thank you very much for being with us here on The Last Word of Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.